Chapter 7 Settling in at 148 Festive Lane May 3rd Good Samaritan Hospital 10 a.m. It was a glorious day, for early May in Chicago. The sun shined brightly and warmed the air to a delightful 68 degrees as Michael and David drove to the hospital to bring Ariana and baby Nicole home for the first time. Having recovered nicely from the night of the move, Michael was well-rested, but still a bit wary nonetheless. For the last two days, he had been placing the furniture where he felt it should go, in each room. He was sure Ariana would walk into the house and say, No, 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 that should go here and that should go there. He couldn't very well leave all the furnishings in the garage, so he did the best he could. He realized he would have to move it all again when Ariana came home. Additionally, Jack and Wanda were a godsend during these two days. Jack was over every day helping Michael clear out garbage and finish up a few minor repair projects at the house. Wanda cooked some excellent meals for Michael and David, since the only thing Michael knew how to make was a reservation at a restaurant— when Ariana was around, she did all of the cooking, except for barbecuing, which Michael prided himself on being the master chef. However, with the kettle barbecue still packed away somewhere in the house, Michael readily accepted the offer to dine with the Stevens next door. Michael couldn't believe how lucky he was to have met a good friend like Jack, especially after the rocky start of their first encounter. He thought, it's funny how people who start on the wrong foot often become best friends. He was happy to have met Jack and Wanda. Michael approached the hospital and turned the corner into the hospital parking facility's patient pickup area. David noticed a pregnant woman being pushed into the entrance in a wheelchair. Hey, Dad, that lady is as big as Mom, he said. Not anymore, David. Mom will be much smaller now since Nicole has been born replied Michael as he parked the car and shut off the engine. Dad? David asked. How does all that happen? I mean, how did Nicole get into Mom's stomach like that in the first place? Michael opened the door to the car and stepped out, as David did the same from the passenger's side. Well, David, he stopped and thought of how to answer David's question. It's like, well, maybe you should ask your mother. Okay, I will replied David as they entered the hospital elevator and pushed three for the third floor. As they entered room 324, Ariana was already sitting in a wheelchair with Nicole on her lap. All ready to go home, you two? asked Michael. You bet we are, Michael, Ariana said as she returned a kiss from Michael. Mom, Dad and I were talking and David... Let's get Mom home and settled before we start telling her about our little chat, okay, buddy? Michael jumped in. What little talk? asked Ariana. The where do babies come from talk. I didn't do very well, so I told him to talk to you about it, replied Michael as an orderly came into the room to transport Ariana out of the hospital. Me? Well, thanks a lot, Michael. He's your son. I will have that talk with Nicole when she is his age. It's your place to speak to your son, not mine, she replied. So, you don't know either, huh, Mom? asked David. They both looked at David and couldn't help but laugh. Time to get a move on, folks, said the orderly. 
Please follow me down to the cashier and you will be on your way home. As they made their journey down the hall and into the elevator, Michael prayed that the insurance would cover the majority of the expenses for the berth. They exited the elevator and Michael proceeded to the cashier. Can I help you? asked the woman behind the desk. Yes, I need to settle the bill for Carter, room 324. The cashier turned around and looked for the Carter file behind her in a stack of files in a bin clearly marked Checkout. She located the file and turned back toward Michael. Mr. Carter, here we are. Your wife had complications compared to a standard birth, which has affected your payment. Your employer has an emergency clause in their insurance policy that applies to these types of situations. Thus, the balance due from you is a total of, let's see. She started entering numbers into a calculator. After the longest thirty seconds of Michael's life, she responded, Thirty-four dollars and twenty-three cents. Michael smiled widely and asked, Do you accept cash? The cashier smiled back and replied, That would be fine, Mr. Carter. Michael paid the bill and returned to where Ariana and David were waiting for him near the hospital's front entrance. Everything okay, Michael? asked Ariana. Everything is better than okay. Let's go home, replied Michael. As Michael pulled the car into the driveway at 148 Festive Lane, Ariana was amazed to see the amount of work accomplished in just a few short days. She immediately noticed that the mailbox now read 148 instead of 18 as before. The front yard was clear of dead branches and shrubs. The grass was starting to turn green and had recently been raked. The shutters that were hanging cockeyed from the front windows were now secured and level. The front door had been freshly painted a bright, clean white. Michael pulled the car through the iron gates and parked in the driveway. Oh, Michael, you guys have been so busy. It looks great. What an improvement, she proclaimed. Well, Jack and Wanda helped a great deal. We just kept it at a little at a time. And even I was surprised how quickly things started to look better. Wait until you see the family room, Mom, exclaimed David. As Michael turned off the engine, two familiar faces appeared from the back of the house, carrying dead branches and old newspapers. Howdy, neighbor. It's about time you got back. There's work to be done, Jack said with a smile. As the carters stepped out of their car, Wanda approached Ariana. Well, you all must be the mama, Aeneas. Oh, there she is, the little bundle of joy, said Wanda as she looked into the car and saw Nicole lying in the carrier. Hi, you must be Wanda. I'm Ariana, and this is Nicole. Michael has told me so much about you. I feel I have known you for years. Thank you so much for looking after them. Oh, now, hush. It was nothing. Can I hold Nicole? I love little babies, even though Jack and I never had none, she stated. Ariana took Nicole out of the carrier and placed her in Wanda's arms. Nicole awoke and opened her eyes wide at the sight of Wanda. Surely this three-day-old could not focus that well yet, but as she stared at the flaming red hair and the large soda-bottle-bottom glasses on Wanda's face, a smile appeared, and she cooed. Oh, my, I think she likes me, Wanda said with pure excitement in her voice. Jack, honey, why can't we get us one of these? 
Jack placed the dead branches he was carrying on a pile near the garage. He responded to Wanda as he walked toward Ariana. Well, honey, as soon as we are finished here, we can go on home and try for a little while, all right? Still smiling, he walked up to Ariana and said, Welcome home, Mrs. Carter. It's a pleasure to meet you finally. Ariana embraced Jack and hugged him tightly. She whispered in his ear, Jack, we have never met, but I thank you for being there for Michael and David from the bottom of my heart. Don't mention it. Just so all of you are healthy and safe, Jack replied softly. Michael and Jack started to unload the car as Ariana, David, and Wanda entered the house through the garage that led to the kitchen. As they entered the kitchen, Ariana was genuinely amazed. Although still in need of much work, the entire area was set up and ready for use. She assumed Wanda handled this since Michael didn't know what a pot or pan was, much less where it should be stored. The floors were bright and shining, a drastic contrast from the last time she saw them stained and dull. Ariana walked into the dining room area. This room hadn't changed all that much. The grandfather clock that Martha left behind was still keeping perfect time and chimed out every hour without fail. Michael stripped off the old gold flock wallpaper shortly after closing, and the walls needed patching. The ceiling was still peeling, with thin layers of paint hanging off in large sections. She pondered to herself, All in good time. She turned the corner, walked into the family room, and stopped. The floor that had been ripped up, leaving holes that reached down to the basement, was now entirely replaced. A brand new light oak floor had been laid. It was stunning. She thought, How in the world did Michael get all this done so quickly? The living room's furniture was placed where she would not have put it, but she decided she'd better not say anything for a few days. She didn't want to hurt Michael's feelings, since she knew he probably felt that his placement decision was what she would have liked. Regardless of the furniture setup, the room was so large their furniture was dwarfed by comparison. The walls were still wallpapered with a very outdated large blue floral print, which did not complement their contemporary couch, loveseat chairs, and tables. She snickered to herself as she looked at the modern painting of bright yellows and reds hanging on the wall as it clashed with the wallpaper behind it. Regardless of the color coordination, the room was still beautiful. The floor caught the sunshine from the crystal-clear windows, now stripped of the old-fashioned gold draperies that once hung there. The large stone fireplace had been cleaned up and looked very romantic and inviting, even while dormant. Michael and Jack entered the room. So, what do you think? asked Michael. Oh, honey, it's beautiful, she answered as she walked up to him quickly and kissed him. How did you get this floor laid in two days? she asked inquisitively. A few of the guys from work came over and did all of the work. I think they felt guilty for not helping us move when they learned of the problems we experienced that day, replied Michael. That was really nice of them. You will have to invite them over for dinner when we get a little more settled, Ariana responded. David rushed in from outside and stated, Those baby birds are still there and getting much bigger. He stopped and looked at Ariana for the first time as she stood by the window. Wow, Mom, 
you got skinny. They all laughed, and Ariana replied, Well, David, your little sister was a good amount of the weight I gained. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that, Mom. When a baby is born, where do they come from? Michael cut David off mid-sentence. Why don't we take a look at the upstairs, okay? He said as he gave David the eye that silently meant, Not now. Ariana led the way as her family and the Stevens followed her up the stairs with Wanda still holding Nicole in her arms. As Ariana reached the landing at the top, Michael instructed her to proceed to the end of the hallway and then to the last room on the right. As she approached the room, she looked at the door and there was a pewter plaque that read, Baby's Room. She opened the door and was taken aback by what she saw. The room, which was in the best condition of any available room, was converted into a nursery. The walls had been repainted and decorated with Winnie-the-Pooh wallpaper and borders. A brand-new light beige carpet covered the floor, and matching Pooh Bear curtains hung on the windows. In the center of the room, a beautiful white wooden crib with a mobile hanging above it featured each of the Winnie-the-Pooh storybook characters— the bed inside the crib was freshly made with soft white sheets and an ivory-colored lace-trimmed pillow made of silk. Many boxes of presents wrapped in baby-style gift paper were in the far right corner of the room. A bassinet was featured in the middle of the pile and adorned with a pink bow and ribbon. Michael entered the room behind Ariana. I tried to get the room ready for Nikki, but I ran out of... What the... Where did all this stuff come from? There wasn't any furniture or presents in this room when I left this morning. Jack? Michael asked in a raised voice. Jack shrugged his shoulders and said, Hey, you can't have your daughter sleeping on the floor. I am going to repay you for everything you have bought. No arguments, okay? That's fine with me, Mike. You owe me, let's see. Nothing, Jack responded. Nothing? Nothing, Jack replied, and he continued, I told all of my employees down at the office if they wanted to help out two nice people that needed a hand, they could all pitch in and get you something for the baby. I think I mentioned something about if they wanted to keep their jobs as well, but I'm sure it came from their hearts. Happy baby shower, Michael and Ariana. Beside themselves with Jack's generosity, Michael and Ariana were speechless. Wanda walked over to Ariana and placed Nicole in her arms. Ariana smiled as she took the baby and walked over to the crib. She gently set Nicole down in the crib for a well-deserved nap. As they turned and walked out of the room, Michael closed the door slightly and whispered, See you later, princess. As Ariana walked back down the hallway, she opened the door to the main bedroom and found that the furniture that used to be in the guest room was now in this room. I thought that we could use this furniture in our room. Martha left it here for us, so I thought we could put it to good use. It is actually in much better shape than our stuff. What do you think, Ariana? Well, considering we won't be having any guests such as family or out-of-town friends, I guess that makes sense. What did you do with our bedroom set? she asked. I put it in David's room. His old twin bed was getting pretty beat up, so I think he will appreciate the double bed we were using. 
Ariana concurred and shut the door to the main bedroom. As she continued through the large house, the contrast between what was repaired and what still needed work was astonishing. The majority of the house still looked like World War III hit it, and yet there were these small sections of newness that enforced the fact that this house could be, and would be, beautiful someday. Descending the stairs back to the house's first level, Ariana sauntered, for she was still quite sore from the operation. She complained to Michael about how the stitches from the C-section felt tight and ached. Michael suggested that they sit down and relax for a while. As they made their way to the family room, Wanda came in from the kitchen with a pitcher of iced tea and homemade cookies. She set them on the coffee table in front of the couch and offered a glass of tea to Ariana. Ariana felt strange at that moment. She felt as if this was Wanda's house and not her own. She realized it would take some time to adjust to her new surroundings, but it seemed odd nonetheless. As she gazed around the room and caught a glimpse of the dining room and foyer, she thought of Martha. It was wonderful for that old woman to sell them this beautiful house for next to nothing compared to the actual value. She smiled and sipped her tea as she turned and looked out the window overlooking the backyard. David was perched on a small bridge that spanned over a brook near a large oak tree. He focused on the nest in the tree that held the baby birds he had mentioned earlier. She smiled and thought of the mama bird that surely must be as delighted with her new family as Ariana was with hers. Nicole, Michael, David, Jack, and Wanda.